Greetings. The episode of 33 North 96 West that you are about to hear or see is actually the second in a two-part episode. We were just having so much fun when we were recording this conversation that we talked for almost two hours. So, of course, you're welcome to just tune in to this episode as a standalone, or if you would like, we recommend clicking back to the previous episode and listening to that one first so that you get the benefit of the full conversation. Okay, here we go. From my perspective, for the purposes of this conversation today, want to hold judgment and discernment as different aspects of our perceptual faculties. I don't want to put them on the same spectrum for the purpose of today. I want to say that everybody is doing both things. Yes. So, but what I do want to say is you, you've used the word redefine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to suggest maybe the idea of refinement of that process. Refinement, refinement. Love that. Okay. And then I'm going to suggest that when you are at the lower frequencies of the phenomenon of judgment, the shadow, there is a lack of awareness of what's going on with it. It's not conscious in some cases. It's also very, because of the nature of how mental structures are, it's very subjective. Okay. Mm -hmm. With all that in mind, as you expand your awareness, your perspective becomes more objective. You become more aware and conscious of the, of the phenomenon of judgment. Oh, I'm aware I'm making a judgment of myself. Hmm. Hmm. That begins the process of the gradual refinement of judgment into, I'm kind of alluding to the gene key system here because the words work, integrity. Yes. Yes. So one of the characteristics of this refinement, this increase in frequency, one of the characteristics is that you take responsibility for what's going on with your mental structures and how you do or don't judge. And you also become more aware of what's happening in the projection field when you are being projected upon. So let's say that I make a projection onto Terry. Terry is (laughs) self-righteous. I have just offered a judgment potentially, depending upon the frequency of that offering coming from me, I'm projecting that into onto Terry and into her field. How is she going to receive it? Well, it has to do with, with both beings, right? So it has to do with where she is in that moment, where she is in her projection of me in that moment, her understanding of, of the energy of what's coming, you know, they're all, this, like we've talked about before, there's all this fluctuation, energy and movement. And 
it's all about like what's in the moment and where you are in the moment. But if you, the more you cultivate the, and refine that judgment and you, you hold yourself more and more in that space of integrity, self-awareness, self-responsibility, what you're doing with your own energy, both to yourself and in the field with others, then, then you can move through that, that process of receiving a judgment in a sort of, I don't know how to say, it's just a more stable, um, graceful way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so it's still there, but it's just becoming more and more refined. And there's a, there's more, from my perspective, there's more of a, grace is actually, you've used that word, which is great. Uh, and you also earlier referred to morals and values. There's a, in this sense of objectivity, there's more of a sense of amorality or suspending your own projection of morals and values onto others. It's not that you don't still have morals and values as a person, personal morals and values. But in your interactions with others, you're less, in your awareness and in your refinement, you're less likely to expect, project, you know, to put that on others so that then ultimately they just end up disappointing you because they're not, they're not subscribing to your mental structures. We put such a tremendous amount of pressure on each other because it's like, if the less aware you are, it's like you're moving through life expecting that everybody is just going to acquiesce to your mental structures. That's, that's a hard thing for somebody to do. Yes. That, that word expectations, I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Of yourself and others. Yeah. Shoulda, I shoulda, mm -hmm. oh, I shoulda, shouldn't have done that. Oh, it was wrong. Mm -hmm. So. And that is judgment of self. Yeah. 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 So in contrast to that, I want to, uh, if, unless you have more to talk about specifically with judgment, I'd like to shift the conversation back to discernment. I think that sounds like a wonderful. Cool. So time to do that. So before, in order to go where I'd like for us to go next, let me, let us, let me invite us to, to kind of create a distinction between our emotional system and our heart. I, I want to separate out what actually happens in the heart center with what happens in the solar plexus center and put emotions and actually there, it kind of happens through the whole body, but really let's call the emotional solar plexus kind of the center of what we understand our emotional system to be. And the heart is really the sense of universal love, the hot, the connection to the higher level love, the source of mm -hmm. things, our personal identity, our self identity. If we think about the heart center in that way, it kind of refers to the soul self, the universal love. Okay. You've tracking with that so far. Yes. All right. So now with discernment, I'd, I'd like to think about it as a function of, of our empathic faculties, meaning when you're in situations 
and your hearing is hearing the right word. No, I want to say listening. So I can hear a sound. My cat is swatting up a marble around in the living room and I can hear it. The trees are rustling. That's hearing. There's a physiological phenomenon that's happening. But when your heart listening, you're, you are hearing in a way that's more than aural. It's more than sound. It's tuning into frequencies. So when you're in a field with other people, discerning, what I'm getting at is this idea of a heart-to-heart -heart connection. In human design, and dating back to the ancient I Ching, there's this idea of the fellowship of men. And this is not a sexist thing. Women are included. It's just a, a word. So you're listening uh, to make a heart-to-heart, human-to-human, source-to-source connection. It's like source witnessing and hearing itself through the other. And so discernment is about maybe from, from my perspective for the purposes of this conversation, sifting through the mental stuff, the structures, getting through that, getting through your own emotional baggage. A lot of that's subjective and it's about you. And then listening in to make that heart-to-heart -heart connection and discerning what I'm going to say is a higher level truth of a situation. Does any of that resonate with you? It it does. I've, I've got a couple things. Well, I've got one thing that's come up a few times. So I'd like to say to support, kind of just scale out on a broader scope for just a moment. And I'm hearing it in all the conversation we're having. So I want to actually bring in the words. Judgment is more of a reactionary. I'm tying this back to previous broadcasts that we've had because we've talked about reactionary versus more responsive, being more proactive and, and coming at it from a different direction. Judgment is often a very reactionary action, if you will. And discernment is that, you know, take a breath, feel into it, come within. It's more assessing and then responding. It really is a huge shift and a huge difference energetically, it, it feels. Sure. I totally agree. And I'm going to say uh, reactive in a sense that a lot of times, whether we know it or not, from that lower frequency place, we're reacting to a threat, a perceived threat. Correct. So yes. that's that lower frequency shadow judgment. It's like, this is threatening me and I have to react to it. With regards to response, I want to I want to dig in a little bit more to what that response is, or what it, how it may manifest. Uh, because actually, so I want to say, and I know you will resonate with this. Sometimes it's nice to just have someone listen to you, really listen, heart to heart, soul level listening and they really don't have to say a word like what is actually the substance of the response 
Sometimes they have an aha moment on your behalf and they have something to offer you that's uplifting to you or that helps you in your experience. But sometimes it's just listening. I think there's something that's going on in the field at, at subtle levels that we may not even be able to consciously articulate, but it's just like, that person really listened to me. Wow. It, it holds a space. It holds a sacred and safe container for someone to express the energy, emotions, thoughts, feelings, beliefs, behaviors, everything that is moving through them. Because when someone holds the space of recognizing, to, to put it into a quantum physics, but in simplistic terms, to put it into energy. If they are holding the space for me to be the energy in each moment that I am. Without judgment. Without judgment. In other words, they're not in a reactionary. You hear people talk about if you're sitting there and the whole time you're thinking about how you're going to react and what you're going to say rather than listening. Yeah. A lot of times a lot can be missed, yeah. you know, because you're already in how do I react? How do I react? And that's in the head, in the mind. It is in the mind. Yeah. Yes. So where we're, where we've arrived with this is both judgment and empathy are function. I said it again. <laughs> both judgment and discernment are functions of, of our, of who we are, of, of how we move through the world. There are, there are different levels of refinement of these ideas that we can cultivate. We're all doing all of it to one degree or another. But I think what I would like to suggest is if you really want to know people, then watch your judgments, watch your mental structures, become aware of them. And this is what the, what the Buddhists talk about when they say emptying out the mind. Because if you can if you can have an empty mind when you're meeting another, then you're totally free to be present with them in discernment and empathy, soul to soul, listening, that kind of connection. The more you have those mental structures in place, like what am I going to say next or how do I, that's the, the mental chatter. And then there's also an emotional layer to it. I don't need to add anything to what you're feeling or what you're experiencing. It's like I'm experiencing it with you and as you. And then maybe the only response I'm feeling, this is just coming to me. I hope I don't regret saying this. The response is love. Yeah. Even if I don't speak it, it's, it's a field of love. Isn't that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Truly. Sometimes I make things so complicated with my words and I just need to get back. Like, that's what I really meant by the heart to heart connection. Yes. It's like I'm creating a field of love and really being with you. Just real brief looking at the, you know, there's so many teachings out there about energy centers and chakras and all of that. But I work, I work from a, okay, so from my own understanding perspective, resonance, I'll put it that way. Uh, and there are so, also are many teachings actually in psychology and different branches, the, the gut is called the second brain. Mm -hmm. It's that emotional center. It's the second brain. Whereas to me, the heart is exactly 
the center that connects me 100% to the divine, to source. So, and that is all love. It's love. And so in the heart, you you don't even have the capacity in the heart to make a judgment. Which goes back to what we were saying. It's not even in the capacity. No. In that field, in that energy center. You can't do it. Yeah. Your gut is where discernment says, oh, yes or no. For you. For you. For you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I actually was getting earlier that it almost feels like sharing a real world example, not a, not a real world example. (laughs) My, my mouth is, my brain is going faster than my mouth today. I can relate. Golly. It's one of those days. High, high energy in my field. It just keeps playing in my head. So let me see if I can get this out and articulate it. I actually want to share an example here of you, you, Jared, speaking to me, Terry, with a a judgment from a perspective or observation that maybe you're having in the moment. So to take it back to where we said earlier, if you were to look at me and say, Terry, you're self-righteous. I feel like kind of talking through my process of what I would do with that, depending on where I am in any given moment. Does that feel aligned? Yeah. I think that that is a value to the conversation. Yes. It feels like there's something there that wants to come out as a real time example. Of course, there is the disclaimer that Jared doesn't really believe that. (laughs) Of course. And if you do, that's okay, too. (laughs) Thank you. She's not judging my potential judgment. Not at all. (laughs) Okay, so go for it. Guide us through. Okay, so Jared says to me, you know, Terry, you're you're very, that that energy or that attitude or that statement or just you in general, that's very self-righteous. Now, I'm going to just be very forthcoming with my first response when someone says that to me, because it has happened. If I am being all of who and what I am and in my essence, I actually laugh pretty hysterically. I actually laugh a lot. And then it shocks them. And they just, it, it really disarms and diffuses it because they look at me and say, why is she laughing? I just gave a judgment to her. I actually gave a judgment that in my view and my perspective is negative, is not positive, is not something that I would that I find integrous. So, uh, so that's where, what, where I would come at that when I'm in that aligned space, I laugh. And then I come back to center and I say, okay, well, would you like to discuss that? What about that statement resonates truth for you? In other words, I send them an invitation. Can you drop into discernment and tell me where that's coming from? Drop into yourself. Where Mm. is that coming from? And why do you feel that? And I always give them the opportunity. I listen, as you said, for a little bit when I'm in that space to do so. And I let them explain, talk through it. Why Why do you feel that way? So I do the same. This is very important. I do the same when they do it about themselves. I'm so self-righteous. I'm not worthy. Any of these statements, these these. The self-judgment that I hear every day, all day. All mental structures. All of that. So I do the same. Well, let's let's look at that. I've heard it said in a phrase, you know, let's unpack that. Let, let's look at that. I, I invite you to go in and discern where that's coming from, why, so forth. Now, if Jared says that to me and Terry is in a heightened state of already having had triggers, what might my response be? I can be reactionary and, you know, how dare you? Who are you to tell me who I am? 
I have a second choice. I have many choices. I have infinite choices. But the other side of that, what do I do? I go and I look within. I start looking at discernment and say, why might that judgment be there? How does that impact me? How do I feel about that? That Those are two extremes. Those are two extremes. So what happens to me just in the middle, in between those two extremes? I might laugh. I might go, you know, I might be caught back. But then what it comes down to every time I drop into discernment and I ask this question, is this truth for me? And I get a yes or I get a no. And then I move on. That's not truth for me, so I'll move on. Or we can discuss it and unpack it. And there's many variables there. Oh, but you've just <laughs> you've just illustrated uh, this phenomenon of judgment in the field, and then you shift in yourself from the judgment function to the discernment function. Yes. And there is a level of digestion. Absolutely. You know, we think about we're digesting food. You're digesting all the energy that comes in and out of your field. Food is a form of energy. Emotions are a form of energy. Mm-hmm. Ideas are a form of energy. And your apparatus is digesting them. And this is discernment. It's the sifting. So deliberate discernment is finding the thing that serves you. Yes. Letting go of the dross. Releasing the stuff that doesn't. Let me ask this. Can you discern about your mental faculties, mental structures? Like look at all of them in a row like they're people and discern. Yes, no, yes, 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 no. yes. <laughs> and digest the rest out of your system. You used another word with digest in the beginning, and I'm not recalling. It was another word that started with the D, but it, it's it's very synonymous. Was Just, it divest? I don't remember what I said. I don't either. But to expand upon, I like what you just said, is you can digest it out of your system, meaning digest does not mean I have to swallow this pill and take it. It does not mean I have to embody it. And that's what so often happens is when we interpret, interpret, it's regardless of the intention behind it coming to us, this judgment behind, if our perspective and interpretation is that's a judgment, uh, (laughs) I get so excited watching Jared's reaction. I lost it. Actually, (laughs) Terry, I'm sorry about that. Don't be sorry. Normally I'm wanting to like hold myself so that you can... I okay. did come in with a tremendous amount of stirring up energy, so here we go. <laughs> you, you've, just, you've just shared something huge. It's huge, which is that you are the one attaching meaning to what's coming into your field. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Am I going to swallow it down and keep it in my gut forever and ever and let it stew and go turn into toxicity? Or am I going to release it? Yeah. And similarly, when you decide that you're going to go out and seek out some nourishment, some energy in the form of physical food, you have choices about where you go and what you're going to choose. I'm going to discern today I need chocolate, tomorrow I need lettuce. Mm -hmm. There's an understanding that you have between 
the energy that's encoded in what you're about to ingest and what your physicality wants and needs in the moment. You can be aware of that. Same thing with other forms of energy. I'm going to go out and find someone who judges me and makes me feel bad. I'm going to go out and find a community of like-minded, forward-thinking, uplifting souls and spirits to help me raise my vibration. I'm going to go out and find a great book or a movie that expands my awareness. Like, you're not only assigning the meaning, but you're also like, um, it's like all of the, all of the ideas, everything is available in the field and you can take responsibility for, for what you're going to pick off the shelf. You see, yeah. I'm going to purchase some judgment today. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that true? Oh my, yeah. I, I feel like sabotaging myself today. So uh -huh. I'm going to purchase something really toxic. But, and this goes I mean, back if to if that's your perspective. Well, in it, that it, moment, yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes <laughs> back to once your awareness is expanded. Yeah. You, I mean, what what happens when you first start looking at this stuff internally? Um, like, like the, there can be an initial release of all of the all of this accumulated stuff that it's it's hard and it doesn't feel good sometimes. Like facing some of that stuff that you haven't given attention to but then you start release it releasing it and as you do that your awareness is starting to expand and you become a selective discerner a selective sister sifter like i'm going to say your perceptual faculties are become more and more rarefied and tuned into subtleties and you become less and less tolerant of the lower frequency stuff. So I have a question that's just buzzing to ask of you related to the example earlier and also as an invitation for others to consider. So when I talked about my various options and choice points about Jared maybe telling me that, of course it was all hypothetical, but Jared telling me that he thought I was self-righteous. So do I, regardless of my reaction and regardless of where I am at the point I receive it, do I go through various thoughts and emotions and beliefs and behaviors and experiences of energy moving through me when I receive that, regardless of my uh, place at the moment? Yes, we all do. And so if we are judging, this is, feels like such a powerful closing, if we are judging the judging, just like we started in the beginning, we're not here to judge judgment. We're not here to judge those who are judging. We are, we just want to, if, for me, it feels like we just really want to dive in and unpack this a lot more because I did get some very specific questions, I believe it was last week, about judgment versus discernment. Am I, if I do this, am I in judgment or am I in discernment? And I can't give a straight yes or no because there's so many variables. So it really is, let's talk about this. Let's unpack it. And am I going to go through all those processes? And should I? My answer, and I don't ever usually say should, but yes, it's my responsibility. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is, from my perspective, Jared, as a human being who is on a path of learning, as I said, I'm a student of this conversation. From my perspective, 
if I have an experience with you, before I respond, I'm going to tell you straight away, I will not react. I will respond. Before I respond to you, I'm going to know fully where I am on my own emotional wave (laughs) first. And second, I'm going to consider what's going on in my mind. And third, perhaps the most important, I'm not going to respond to you unless I've done everything I can to know your perspective. Everything I can do to fully know Terry's perspective from her perspective, not my perception of her perspective. Like the best I can do. And then after all of that, then I wish to respond. Now, if you put somebody in a panic fight or flight, like sometimes the chemicals in the body are so powerful and so profound that there's something that has to happen right then. But if you can just hold your faculties, from my perspective, it's kind of those three things. Like, where am I emotionally? What have I got going on in my head? And have I really considered all the perspectives here? Then respond. And that is such self-responsibility. I'm over here doing my my work being self-responsible of, okay, let me have the experiences of the thoughts, of the emotions. Yeah. Let me look at my belief structures. Yeah. Let me look at et cetera, et cetera. Let me look at me. And I, I think we're kind of saying the same thing so in our two doing, different ways. Yes. So yeah. we're doing the same thing for self and each other. And yeah. I think to me, that is what it's about. And that's what leads into these conversations is how how do these concepts and these ideas and these experiences and learning and understanding and moving through energy and so forth, how do we bring that into real time every day? How do we do that? And these are ideas and ways we have navigated that we have found I say we to speak for both of us, but I think in our conversations, we have found a great deal of success in, and we, we really do. We, when I say we, let me talk about all of us as a we, my invitation to all is to explore that, explore these ideas without so much. When I call it self-sabotage, what I am to translate, what I'm saying is self-judgment. Yeah. You know, we can beat ourselves up. Or we could beat the other person up. And it's really not about either one. It's about coming to a knowing. To me, that's the discernment. Let me discern what's really going on here. Yes. The heart of the matter. Yes. Oh, the heart of the matter. The Mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. Come back to the love. Doesn't mean ignore the rest. (laughs) But you can come back to the love and ask the questions and receive with absolute clarity. Yes. You've just inspired within me a closing question. Has everything that you needed to express been expressed for this episode? Yes. I just have this one closing question left then, and I'll share it, which was inspired by what you just said. And this is a question you can ask yourself anytime, especially in moments that feel particularly challenging. 
where is the love in the choice I'm making? Where is the love in the choice I'm making? That question will always serve us. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. This has been delicious. It has been. I am still very delighted and inspired for more. (laughs) Okay. We'll leave it there. See you all next time. Hi there. Terry and I are so grateful that you joined us for this episode of 33 North 96 West. And we wanted to extend an invitation to you. If you enjoyed this content, if you found it inspiring or provocative or at least interesting, we would appreciate it if you would hit that like button and subscribe if you want to stay tuned for future content. And above all, please share with anyone, any friends or family that you feel may benefit from being a part of these kinds of conversations. Many blessings to you and love and light on your journey. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time.